0: Studio One, at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN, and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
1: Put my name up in the light. One extra name will be up in lights tonight. The question is, what difference will it make in the outcome? As the Miami Heat finally realize they can get their hero back on the court, possibly. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, were presented by Progressive Insurance. Coverage of the NBA Finals Game 5. Heated Nuggets begins tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN Radio. Let's be real for a second. The Nuggets are up 3-1. And according to our very own Adrian Wojnarowski. Tyler here has been updated from out to questionable. We now know he will suit up and he will try to get through warmups, barring a setback to see if he can handle the pain in his right hand that came from the fracture he uh, he suffered in game one. So we're going to get some insights on this in just a moment. Nick Friedel will be joining us. Uh, I'm going to be honest with the ESPN NBA reporter. He's, he's he's getting through security right now. Like he's walking through security. Lock Nick, him up. I mean, Lock him
2: up. I mean,
1: <laughs> the number one question, do we have Nick right now? Like, Nick, how much faster would it have been to get through security if you were just wearing a Speedo? That's the number one question, <laughs> my friend. Do we have Nick? Do we have Nick?
3: I think I've forgotten about okay. Tocito. That is quite the moment in time to have. But uh, no, everything is uh, everything's good here. It's a little rainy. But people are pumped up, and they are ready for whatever's going to come tonight, guys.
1: Okay. I, I just need to know, first and foremost, can you confirm or deny that you were actually in the heat mas- mascot suit when Conor McGregor landed the knockout blow? <laughs> like, I just went down, went for the punch. Like, I'm not, I'm not faulting him. I just want to know if you're okay.
3: It, it, it was not me, rest okay. assured, okay. <laughs> because <laughs> in Miami, unless you got a bunch of money or you are a celebrity, you aren't getting that close to the floor at all, <laughs> so that's how you know it's not me, but uh, but no, I love Spolster's answer yesterday, he's like, well, that's just the Miami Heat culture right there, take a punch and keep going, so that was that was quite an intriguing moment in time, that's for sure.
2: All right, so, Nick, we got some news. Woads reported that uh, Miami's Tyler Hero, who's upgraded to questionable, is expected to suit up for Game 5 and attempt to return tonight. Sources tell ESPN, what can you add on Hero's status for tonight's game?
3: Harry, It just really depends on how he's feeling after he warms up. I mean, he has been trying for several weeks now to get out there. And Folster said that when they got to Denver following – the Boston series in Game 7, that's where he, he was taking contact. Everything was getting ramped up. And now we're about two weeks in. So if ever there was a time to run Hero out there for a few minutes and see what he's got, now's it. Because what are you holding him for? If if that wrist is okay, then let him get up a couple shots and see what happens. But uh, I am sure, knowing he, the Heat and Spolstra, We are not going to know for sure until right before game time because it's really going to depend on them running him out there, him feeling like that hand's going to be all right and he can play through whatever pain is still lingering in there. And then depending on how many minutes they have him out there to to go from that point. But, guys, I mean, that's the difference in the series to me. On top of what Jokic and Murray, we know what they're giving Denver – The periphery guys for the Heat just haven't played the same way. They have been such a force throughout this postseason. The Caleb Martins and the the Gabe Vincents and Max Struess and Duncan Robinson, the the consistency just hasn't been there. I mean, Struess is 5-for-31 in the series. So if the Heat are going to swing this thing back to Miami and extend it, whether it's Hero or one of those guys, somebody has to hit shots from the outside. Otherwise, it's over.
2: But it makes sense to me, though, Nick. Like, Miami needs a hero. Might as well be damn Tyler, hero that, that, you know, mm-hmm. save the day for him and help him I out to hero, get to baby. a game
3: six. <laughs> I mean, I like where your head's at, everybody. <laughs> you know this better than I do. When you miss a month and a half in any pro sport, to come back is just difficult. I don't care how many workouts you're going through. I don't care how much contact you're taking in practice. That is tough, and it would be tough if it was in the middle of December, and it would be tough uh, (laughs) if it was February, and it's even tougher now in June, in the final. So, whether or not Hero actually does play, and and Woj reported that they are are hopeful and they believe it will happen, but I'm just not expecting that much, only because history has told us that when you are coming off that type of injury, especially as a shooter, it takes some time. So. Uh, Anything he can give them is good, but this is a moment where they need everybody to give them something.
1: If you don't have Bette Midler win beneath my wings, the line, did you ever know that you're my hero, queued up on your phone in case he gets into the game to play it in the press box, you're not the friend I thought you were, Nick. That's all I'm saying. Like, the whole press (laughs) box needs that moment. Uh, I will ask you an actual question here. Uh, Everyone's looking for vintage playoff Jimmy tonight. I just keep watching him wondering if he even has that in his left in his tank. What, what do you think the max is that Jimmy can give this team tonight?
3: It's, I think the issue for Jimmy is he's just exhausted. I think you're on it. I've watched him his entire career. I tell you, any great player has a little extra in reserve. So it's always within him. I mean, I was saying the same thing a year ago when they were in game six in Boston saying, oh, guys, he's. He's exhausted, he's tired, and then he goes out and has one of the best postseason performances we've ever seen to extend that thing to Game 7. The issue for Jimmy is, I know there's been a lot of focus on his ankle. He injured it in the beginning of that Knicks series in Game 1. To me, watching him, and I mean, he's never going to say this because that's not his way or the Heat's way. I think his knee's starting to bother him, too. And it's not a new injury. It's just something that has lingered since his Chicago days, the knee just starts to give him some problems when he is playing a bunch of minutes over and over and over again. it's why you don't see Jimmy playing 82 games anymore in any season. He just, his body can't handle that wear and tear. So uh, there are no excuses for this team, but I'd be surprised if we saw Jimmy go off for 30 plus again, I think they have to win with him closing in the end, but I've watched it too many times now to think that he doesn't have one more game where he can rev up the engine and really get rolling.
2: See, Nick, I thought you brought up a great point earlier, the role players of the Miami Heat. And and I'm bringing this up because the role players for the Denver Nuggets, I think, have been phenomenal. Aaron Gordon, you know, we see what he did last game. Bruce Brown been consistent. Kristen Brown had that game where he had 15 points and you know, another one where he had three steals and really put his imprint on, on the time that he was out there in the basketball court. The Denver Nuggets role players have been, I think, better than the Miami Heat. If you had to point out one guy for Miami that has to be phenomenal tonight as a role player, who is that one guy?
3: Harry, I think it's a really good point, and I'd go with Struess uh, from, they he has just not been there in this series. He was terrible in game one from the field. Over 10 He had that moment in the first quarter in Game 2 where you went, oh, okay. I mean, this is the Strews that we saw all season. Hitting some shots from the outside, playing solid defense, but if you're trying to find a way that the Heat extend the series and they win tonight, if you see Max Strews come out there and he's hitting a few shots from the outside, I think that gives them the exact momentum that they need. So, Uh, You can pick from a variety of different guys on that list. They're all important and they've all played big roles for this team at various times this season. But for me, with the way Struce has played earlier in the postseason and with the way he has struggled in this series, if he can come out and start hitting again, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape.
1: So, tonight, when you sit down to write about all this, will you be writing about the completion of this series or the extension to Back to Miami?
3: I believe I'll be writing about the completion of it. But what I would tell you guys anecdotally is people say, oh, well, are they heat nervous? Do they seem worried that it might end? They're as relaxed as they've been this whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's weird to say a team that's down 3-1 is confident, but that is exactly what it feels like. There's not this dread of, oh, no, it could be over. They're saying, hey, we've been at our best all year when our backs are up against the wall and people are counting us out. But Fitz, we know that's all well and good. I mean, this is the old (laughs) Mike Tyson line. Everybody's got to play until they get punched in the mouth. I mean, he can talk about mental toughness all they want. Through four games, the Nuggets have just been better. They look like a better team. So, I think it ends tonight, but every time that I have thought that about the heat and specifically about Jimmy, he usually finds a way to laugh in my face. So uh, we'll see what happens tonight, but I'd be surprised if everybody's going back to Miami.
1: If you want to go ahead and work in some Bette Midler lyrics into whatever you write, it's, it's, you can use this as much as you want. Did you ever know that you're my hero? You're always our hero, Nick. Nick Friedle, ESPN NBA reporter, hanging out with us. Enjoy the game, brother. Thank you so much for giving us your time.
3: Guys, if this is it, I have enjoyed the hell out of all these uh, hits over the last month and a half. And if not, I will talk to you for stuff.
1: I love it. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks, Dick. Oh, that's great stuff from him. Uh, He just mentioned how relaxed the Miami Heat are. And that's the second time because Andre Snelling's told us the same thing that the Heat are relaxed. Coming up, tell you why I don't think that matters at all in this matchup. Plus, One superstar that's tired of the disrespect. We'll talk about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80.
0: The Nuggets return to Denver. One win from their first NBA championship. Can the Heat survive a must-win Game 5? The Finals. Game 5 of the Nuggets and Heat. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins tonight at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. return to Denver. One win from their first NBA championship. Can the Heat survive a must-win Game 5? The Finals. Game 5 of the Nuggets and Heat. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins tonight at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
1: And then the night, and he has gotta be strong. The Heat Need a Hero tonight, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I love this song. This is one of those songs. By the way, I think it was written by the same group that wrote a bunch of, like, meatloaf songs and like air supply making love out of nothing at all like this is one of those songs that when this song is on the radio on 80s on 8 for Sirius xm i roll down the windows and i turn the volume up all the way because i want the people next to me to know that this is the bop i am going with all right it's just just so we know like just so we're very clear harry douglas jason fitz uh tyler hero gonna try to give it a go tonight upgraded to questionable we'll see how he feels if he can handle the pain during the warm-ups but here's the thing harry I keep thinking about what we've heard twice in the last hour from two different experts. Andre Snellings, Nick Friedel both said that the heat are cool as a cucumber, that they don't seem to feel any of this pressure, that there's nothing tight. They're absolutely relaxed. And here's the thing. That can be really awesome. But does it really matter if Denver is equally relaxed? I think what we're forgetting in this process is that no moment has been too big for the Nuggets, none of them. Every time we've thought the Nuggets might fold, they don't. Even when the Nuggets lost two in a row and were faced 2-2 to Phoenix, and it was like, well, this is going to be the end of that. They came out relaxed at home, like, oh, great, cool, Miami's relaxed. That doesn't mean they're more relaxed than Denver. I, I just I don't think that's an edge anymore.
2: Well, and also, you look at the game two in which Miami won and Denver lost, that was probably their worst game in the entire playoffs, and they still had an opportunity fits to with the shot to send the game into overtime. But also, we got to look at Michael Malone and how he's able to approach his players and approach his team, calling those guys out, but them being able to, you know, take the hard nosed coaching and respond to those type of things. You know, everyone can't do that. Everyone is not able to respond to tough coaching and being called out. That's why a lot of coaches don't do it. I mean, I. It sucks that we're at a point where a lot players can't take, you know, criticism, constructive criticism from coaches. But I think the Denver Nuggets and those guys are able to do so. That's how they're able to come back in a game three and win it in such significant fashion as they were able to do.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because – we're learning right now. And I, I, I'm I, going to be so honest with everybody on this whole way through, right? We're learning about the Nuggets. We've been learning about Jokic. We're learning about Michael Malone. Part of what we've learned so far through this playoff process about this Denver team is that they seem to be very normalized. Like, there's never too high, never too low, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they're never really down. They're never really too far up. They just sort of go about their business. Yeah, they've had a couple of games where we've wondered about their effort. In this entire playoff run, they've had one game where we wondered about their effort. We haven't seen much of that from them. They're wildly consistent. And that's why I keep looking at this whole Heat conversation and saying, hey, like we need to start looking at the Nuggets differently. Like Instead of just looking at Jokic and finally giving him the credit he deserves— maybe we should stop saying role players for the Nuggets in the same breath that we say role players for the Heat because Denver's role players are better than Miami's role players. Like, Denver's vibe is better than Miami's vibe. Denver's a better team than Miami. Like, we're making it complicated when it isn't. What we're learning about Denver is they are simply in a better position to win a championship
2: right now. Well, And I would say this, the role players that we talk about for the Denver Nuggets, those guys are very comfortable right now. You look at a guy in Bruce Brown, Who isn't afraid to shoot shots, who isn't afraid to take the ball to the rack in transition. Look at a rookie guy in Kristen Brown who came from Kansas, and he's able to defend but has the confidence, even though he may not have had a good series versus the Los Angeles Lakers, but has that confidence that Michael Malone, his head coach, and Jokic and his teammates instilled in him that, hey, we believe in you, and he takes the ball to the rack on Jimmy Butler uh, without being fearful in doing so. Right. We look at Aaron Gordon, who a lot of people was looking at um, when he was in Orlando, like, I mean, when he was uh, when he uh, was acquired by um, the Denver Nuggets, that, you know, this this is this is just a a guy that's there for defense, scoring 27 points and hitting three threes in a game five. You're not able to do those things if you don't have the confidence and the confidence hasn't been instilled within yourself. So. I think Michael Malone has done a phenomenal job, but also I think they've done a phenomenal job as a team in believing in one another and not questioning what each one of those guys bring to the table.
1: Yeah, it's it's so much simplify and simplifying here, but what did you say in the very beginning of this whole thing? It's about understanding your role and knowing your role. What's really interesting about the Nuggets is that they've ma- managed to capture that throughout the process of it, but also I think there's a perception on a lot of these guys that – They're just not that good because they're in Denver and they're not household names. And I think we've seen that turn around. Like you've mentioned several times over the course of the last couple of days, some of your keys, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, like these are, these are key players for you. I don't think they're just key players in this series. I think they're players that we're learning are very good players. They just haven't gotten any attention because nobody watches Denver games. And as you and I have joked in the past, and I will echo again for anyone that doesn't know, the Nuggets don't even have local broadship broadcast partnerships. So if you live in Denver, you can't watch the Nuggets unless you have NBA TV or unless it's a national TV game. So let's not get it twisted and act like everybody in Denver even knows who the hell these guys are. Like They don't. right? So at some point it is about the discovery and benefit of the doubt that comes with it. What I, what frankly just pisses me off through this whole process is instead of looking at the Nuggets and saying, wow, look at what we're learning about Christian Brown. Look at who Jamal Murray's becoming. Look at who Nikola Jokic is right now. All of these questions about Jokic have been answered. Instead of doing that, we're still trying to say, yeah, but... No, like... Uh, At what point, what else do you need to see from them? I've seen everything I need to see to realize that this Nuggets team is great. And I don't know if they're going to win the championship tonight. I think they will. If they don't, I think they'll win one of the next three games. That's not a hot take. They're about to be the NBA championship. Maybe we should put some respect on their damn names.
2: Fitz, on top of the Denver Nuggets have youth on their side. You know, you have the two oldest players in Caldwell Pope, who just turned 30 in February, (laughs) and Jeff Green, those are the two oldest players on your team. Everyone else is in the 20s. Literally in the 20s. I think Aaron Gordon is, is, is 26. Um, I think Bruce Brown, or he might be 26 to 27. Bruce Brown is 26. Nikola Jokic, I believe, is 27. Like, Jamal Murray isn't that old. Like, the youth is on the side of this basketball team right now.
1: If Jeff Green played for the Lakers or the Knicks or the Celtics, And we had that same process that was broadcast in the game of him standing on the court, helping some of the younger guys figure out, hey, man, if he meets you up here, that means that the baseline's open. you got to use your body to get around there. You understand what I'm telling you? And Jeff Green on the side. If he was doing the same exact sideline coaching, we would dedicate whole segments on first take to, oh, my God, guys like that are the absolute difference in winning a championship. But when it's the Nuggets, we're like, oh, no, that's a cute story. Move about the cabin. Like, I'm just saying at some (laughs) point we got to step back and say no matter what, their jerseys are no matter what the name is on the front of the chest
2: what they're doing is freaking epic you know what grandma say you know what grandma used to turn tell me it's all right you ain't got to believe them they're gonna learn you they're gonna learn you
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> <A hundred>, you're <laughs> gonna learn you you are sorry and you you know damn well mike malone is saying the same thing to the entire locker room it's like hey doesn't matter what they talk you you what's crazy is that let's be honest if the nuggets go out and win by 40 tonight Will the conversation all day tomorrow be like, oh, my God, look at these Nuggets? No. It'll be like, well, they're not going to be able to beat next year's Suns. They're not going to be able to beat next year's Lakers. They certainly won't be able to run. Well, the Bucs weren't healthy. We are going to make excuses why they aren't going to run it back before they've even had the chance to schedule their damn parade.
2: I used to be confused growing up. I mean, Grandma, you mean you're going to teach me? No, boy, I know what I said. I'm going (laughs) to learn you. I'm going to learn you.
1: <laughs> it's for the Good question to me. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Coming up, one NFL quarterback is trying to secure the bag and maybe an MVP. The question is, should he? We'll answer it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80.
0: Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Fitz and Harry's. QB of the day.
1: It's Fitz and Harry's QB of the day on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM, channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Now we'll get back to the NBA. Trust me, game five of the Heat and Nuggets tonight. Coverage begins at 7:30 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN Radio. But QB of the day is simple. We take a look at a QB that is trying to make their case to be an MVP this year and figure out what this season's going to look like for him. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, or ATV, RV, and more. In short, a whole lot of things. Bundled today at Progressive.com. Harry, today's QB of the day is one Justin Herbert. Now, I got to say here, first and foremost, I want to get your thoughts on this. I love Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is a great quarterback, and I think the Chargers have a great answer behind center. I just think this is a very complicated conversation when it comes to Justin Herbert because specifically he's in the same division as Patrick Mahomes, and that makes things more complicated when you know arguably one of the best of all time already is in your division.
2: Yeah, and just to stick right there, right, in his career, Justin Herbert in the first three years, um playing for the Los Angeles Chargers, he's one and four versus Patrick Mahomes. The other game it was Chad Henney that started, so I'm not going to count that <laughs> um t- towards the two guys facing one another. And also fits a lot of these games between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chargers and between Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes have been very very close. And Patrick Mahomes have come out on top of just about all those ball games. Now, I'm bringing I'm bringing that up into the equation just because the simple fact that we talk about Justin Herbert being this phenomenal quarterback. Well, if you're going against another elite guy in Patrick Mahomes and he's finding the ways to win those ball games, at some point, you need to find a way to win those ball games for your team. Now, Justin Herbert in his first two years, nobody was better in you know passing yards, touchdowns, the whole nine. And he has a ton of accolades already, and a lot of things that a lot of quarterbacks haven't done within their first few seasons have been in the National Football League. Um, coming into last season. The big thing was, can Justin Herbert lead the Chargers to the playoffs? Well, he was able to do that. They were just just happened to be up 27 to nothing in that game, and Trevor Lawrence and company found a way to come back and and, and win that that matchup. But when I look at Justin Herbert, I think he's a guy that can potentially win the MVP award. Um, I think something that would also help him out is health, not just his health, but health for the surrounding and supporting cast that he has defensively for the Chargers and also his wide receivers being healthy for an entire season. If those things could happen, phenomenal things could go down for the Los Angeles Chargers. But once again, when it comes to those close games against other elite competition, Justin Herbert has to be the reason why his team is able to get, get over the hump in those matchups.
1: It just feels like for the last 5 to 10 years, asking the Chargers to be healthy is like asking me not to laugh like a middle school kid at a fart joke. Like it just doesn't happen, right? Like it never no lies like, 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 there's just the Chargers always have a health issue. And I, what's hard about this is this is why I always say constantly context matters and For this era of AFC quarterbacks, I think context really matters because we're going to sit here at the end of all of these guys' careers and we're going to yell about the Super Bowls won or not won by Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, right? But all of it makes it difficult because the Chargers are about to pay him. He is going to get paid. He should get paid. He's suddenly going to be one of the top-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. But what are you paying for? Like You're paying for the second-best quarterback in your division. You're paying for the third or fourth-best quarterback in your conference. And you're paying for a guy that I'd be surprised wins more than one or two divisions in his career because, frankly, you're going up against Mahomes. That's why I asked Mike Tannenbaum earlier what he would do if he was in this situation. How do you justify paying for... What's likely to be a generation of second best.
3: I really believe in Herbert. He's gone in and he's beaten um, Patrick Mahomes already. And to me, look, would I rather have Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert? Yes, but I can go win a championship with Justin Herbert when he's playing at his A level. I think he's really hard to beat, and I think those
2: games
0: become shootouts.
2: Okay, let me say this first, though. Like when when you look at Justin Herbert, though. He is the prototypical quarterback, right? 6'6", about 235 pounds, strong arm, can make every single throw on the football field. But I think, you know, starting to fine-tune, and I want to see how he's going to be under Kellen Moore, right? Because I thought there were times last year under uh, Joe Lombardi, who was our offensive coordinator, that, you know, it was just the dink and don't game. It was the dink and don't game underneath stuff, right? I witnessed that, watched the Atlanta Falcons game against them. They came back and actually won that game. But still, I felt like Justin Herbert's talents – wasn't being u- utilized in a proper way. Um, so I'm hoping Kellen Moore allows him to throw the football downfield a lot more this season within that offense. But there's no question that he's phenomenal at what he does in playing that position. In three years, Fitz, he has over 14,000 yards, 94 touchdowns and so just 35 interceptions. But if you're, if you're looking at the, the micro part of things, I want to see him in close games when it's against a Mahomes or when it's against a Joe Burrow, win those games. Or when you're up 27 nothing in a playoff game, even though everything isn't in your control, the things that you can control, make sure the comeback doesn't happen for Trevor Lawrence and boost his confidence going into, you know, year three for him. It's why, Those are the things that I want to see. That's
1: why there's only going to be more and more pressure on the Chargers as an organization. I mean, we've talked so much about Brandon Staley, fine. But when you look at the Chargers, your point is a very valid one. They lost in the playoffs last year. The year before that, they had a Week 17 game against the Raiders. If they win, they're in. Their they found a way to lose that game. A really stunning result for a lot of people. You look at the opportunities the Chargers have had. Where it gets difficult is that now you're going to have to pay your quarterback you know that I don't think that's as big a deal. But frankly, if you were looking for an edge because Kansas City's paying Mahomes and you don't have to yet, that edge is about to go away. This summer, that edge is about to go away. So now you better be right at everything else. And the hardest part about taking on Mahomes is I don't think you're ever going to be able to beat Mahomes with a great quarterback. You are going to have to have a great quarterback. You are also going to have to have a secondary that can disrupt the passer and a couple of guys that can cover for 18 hours. Right? Like The path to beat Mahomes consistently requires great talent on the defensive side of the ball. And what's unfortunate is that MVPs and uh, division titles and Super Bowls are so often considered individual awards for a Super Bowl. I think Superman could be the the quarterback of a team in the AFC West and they're still going to finish second if they don't fix their defense.
2: And I'll be honest with you. I actually think the Los Angeles Chargers has those guys.
1: If they can be healthy, hell yeah. But
2: that's the thing. They have to remain healthy. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, a the guy they signed big money to, he gets hurt. Well, before he got hurt, there was nothing phenomenal about him being in Los Angeles because he was getting picked on left and right. But So can he come back and be the guy they expected him to be, that they paid him to be? Derwin James, James is a phenomenal yeah. player at the safety position. You know, a, a hybrid, a guy that can do multiplicity of different things, but can he remain healthy? I love what Asante Samuel Jr. brings to the game. I played with his father. I know his mindset. But if those guys aren't available and they're not on the football field, why does it matter? But that's the
1: crazy part. Think about what you're saying. I know you're not a big Madden guy. But if you just list all those guys that I could play with on my Madden team uh defensively, like why would I not want the Chargers? Now you're telling me I got Justin Herbert who's almost as good as Mahomes, and I got all those names on the defensive side of the ball. And what has it resulted in for the Chargers? That's the maddening part of all of this. I'm yep. uh, again, I'm not saying even slightly that it is Justin Herbert's fault. Like they have what I don't even know what feels like as a fan. They have a quarterback they can build on moving forward. That's an incredible, incredible moment that gives you hope every single year. But for all the hope and for all all the quarterback talk and for all the MVP conversation that we want to have about Justin Herbert, the Chargers as an organization would have to put it together. They'd have to be better coached and they'd have to have better quarterback play than the Chiefs. And when that's your own division every year, man, this last year was supposed to be the year you catch them. You didn't catch the Chiefs last year. You're screwed now. I, I'm just I'm just being honest with but Wade. Their, sch-
2: their schedule in 2023 is very favorable and may help them out in the long run yeah, this well,
1: year. That's that's a very good point. We'll see how it goes. We'll keep breaking down. Every day we'll give you a different quarterback to look for this year in the MVP conversation. As you can tell, I'm not putting any of my cheddar personally on, on Herbert to win the MVP. MVP. I do love to put cheddar on a sub. Will the Heat be able to sub in a hero tonight? Oh, the Ooh-oh. food puns just keep Bars. coming. Bars. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. It's in Harry, the podcast.
0: One, two, three. Three. three,
3: three, three. Three is a magic move you don't normally just step in off you know willis reed when he came out the 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 locker room he had been out for uh, a game you know so i don't expect tyler hero to come in pulling off the sweats and all of a sudden drop 25 points and be the reason we get a game six in this series if he has a, a hot hand in 10 minutes of action and gives them 11 points with a couple of threes, I think that would be like over-the-top cake and anything else um, it seems to me to be unrealistic. Three hours later.
1: I can take away your pain. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Tyler Hero. Gonna try it tonight. He's gonna shoot up see if he can handle the pain, Harry. I've always said I want to open a whole string of, like, hero shops, like sandwich, you know, heroes, like, you know, the food, and then use this as my theme song, like, for the national advertising. So, you know, if you, if you if you're looking for a good investment idea, Harry, like maybe Fitz and Harry's Hero Shops, uh, and then we just uh, we serve uh, we serve Greek meats. So I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> like maybe we get Giannis to hey, sing. Yo! I can be your hero. Like we get Giannis and Tyler Hero together, and it's Greek Hero. You know what? I don't want to give any more of this away to the random people like that are listening. No, right don't now. do it for free. This, it for free. This, can this, I say this, something? Yeah, what? Hero. It's not hero. It's a sub. Okay. Okay, well, he- but I'm talking about the gyro, which is pronounced hero by certain. Oh, people. Oh, I thought you were talking about. No, no, no. Some, I wasn't pe- talking some about people call subs- it heroes. No, no, gyros are heroes. Like if, you it's know, a gyro. That's why I went like yeah, hero gyro. What are we doing? Say right? it correctly. it's a gyro. I mean, okay, what are you suddenly Greek? I'm sorry, Devin Kane. Did I miss Devin Kanopolis? Like, what are we? What are we Greek I'm just now? Culture, man. I don't nope. know what you want me to say. Devin, you know what, Harry? I, I can't take any more of this. Uh, by the way, if you were listening to us on Friday, Fitzpicks paid off. You're welcome, America. Uh, we're gonna put this up on the weekends when we do this, but we like to make Fitzpicks every week. We're gonna build a parlay. I built a ten dollar parlay, made a hundred bucks. So um, feeling pretty good. I will admit, uh, Devin and I were out with people. At Pig's eye. Uh, which is a little local establishment in in West Hartford, right, Harry? And uh, we we may or may not. The, thankfully, we Ubered, so everybody's very responsible. May or may not have been taking part in you know uh, recreational fun. And so we're watching the game and watching the game go down to the wire, realizing all we needed was the Nuggets to win by four. The group drive was feeling pretty hot, fr- like Saturday night as we were watching, or was it Friday night? Friday, whichever night Friday it was. Night. As we were watching it go down, Harry, we made people money. I feel pretty good about this.
2: No, and I think collectively as a team, we were able to come up with, you know, a great plan, a great parlay. That won a ton of people some money, including yourself and Evan. (laughs) I wish I could have been a part of that, but I, you know, didn't get on top of it. I didn't bet any money.
1: Okay, okay. I I don't know what that says about your faith in the overall parlay, but this is what I am going to do during football season. When we get to football season, every Friday we're going to put together a parlay as part of Fitzpick's every Friday, I will play that $10 into it. Uh, that's $10, and we're just going to put that in a little side account, see how much we win, and at the end of all of that, I will donate those winnings uh, to Yappy Tails, which is a uh, fostering animal uh, dog uh, rescue thing that's happening up here in Connecticut that I'm starting to get involved with. So I'm going I'm to see if we can use FitzPix to make a little bit of money for rescue animals. That's my... I'll uh,
2: I also um, I throw some money into the money into the pot as well.
1: Look at that! Look at that! See, we're going to do some good with Uh Look, we're going to save picks to for tomorrow with the Vegas Golden Knights having the chance to uh, take home the Cup. So we're going to try and get some uh, expertise for you on building a parlay for tomorrow. For tonight, we know that we're going to get game five. We know that the Tyler Hero is going to try and play. I, I don't know, man. Like Harry, I love the thought of getting a game six and even to get a game seven because it gives us more to talk about. But these Nuggets, just... You tell me the last time these Nuggets in a big game... Came up small, right? Like it's just—it's just not part of their DNA.
2: Well, I don't think in this entire playoffs they came up small. I think they've been consistent throughout. Versus Minnesota and the Timberwolves in that series against the Los Angeles Lakers, versus the um, versus the Phoenix Suns, and also in the NBA Finals versus the Miami Heat. And I think it's all led by a guy named Nikola Jokic, who happens to be about six eleven, seven feet knows how to play the game of basketball at a very, very high level and has that IQ that is just, that's just remarkable in, in, in every way possible. But also, I think the secondary guy for the Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray, has been so phenomenal throughout the playoffs as well and has really complemented Jokic in a massive way to the point to where their tandem and their duo has been the best throughout this playoffs. And now they're one win away from actually getting uh nba championship ring and now you also sp- throw some sprinkles on top of that ice cream right you have the vanilla ice cream and Jokic, and you have the little chocolate ice cream and jamal murray now you're gonna throw the sprinkles on top of it because the role players have been phenomenal throughout this playoffs uh, as well especially in the nba finals outplaying the role players of the of the miami heat so i think they have a, a, a phenomenal chance And hoisting up that trophy tonight
1: Yeah, It's it's interesting, the Larry OB will be in the house In Denver, by the way, every time I say the Larry OB It makes all of America uncomfortable But the Larry O'Brien trophy will be there We'll have plenty of time to break this down But I just have to remind everybody Even though Jokic looks like he has Old man strength on the playground My guy's 28 Jamal Murray is 26, I think you're talking about two guys that have a lot of time to play together that have already had a lot of time to play together. And, and it's just interesting because what you see in this process for the Nuggets is that it really has been a, we're going to do things our way, on our pace. And we don't give a damn what any of you think. We're going to sort of develop invisibly. And when we blow up, it is going to blow up to this level. This is the first time in a long time that they've been this healthy. And the role players are just able to play their roles the way they want to. And fact is, if you just went up and down on a video game, and you took their top players versus Miami's top players. The Nuggets are better. Like this is exactly what should be happening in this series. The Nuggets are the better team, and the better team is handily winning the NBA championship. Well,
2: can right I now. give? I want to give some credit to Michael Malone too yeah. because Michael Porter Jr. hasn't hasn't been good in this series. But him witnessing that and understanding that, you know what? Okay, I need to go with Bruce Brown. I need to go with Christian Brown in this situation. Um, being able coming into this this NBA final saying that. We're bigger than Miami. Let's play through Aaron Gordon to start the game off. All those type of things don't go unnoticed by me.
1: It's, it speaks to something that you talked about a week ago. For all the conversation about Michael Malone and his his tone and the things he said, what's obvious, what is clear, is that he knows this team, that he has the pulse of this team right and that that's all that matters at some point he knows those guys well enough to have their pulse Tyler Heroes over under points set at 7.5 we'll see if he can even go I know Candy and Carlin can always go with the best of them check that out next thanks for hanging out with Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio
0: You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry Podcast you can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and you can watch on the ESPN app